Okay. Hello, podcast listeners, followers. I need more of you. I've been telling you forever to get, get on there and share my podcast and, and uh, have a great guest today. Remember, if you want to contact me, it's edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. And this is the No Limits um, podcast. And one of the reasons this is called No Limits is because of this guy right here. This is one of the reasons I named it that. Because I told you the story, I'll tell it really quick again, and then I'll get into Sean here. But um, my wife and I were looking at doing some self-improvement, and we decided to go the trainer route because we thought that was what was limiting us most was our weight and you know our flexibility and all these things. And we hired Sean, and so Sean, I met Sean years ago at, at LA Fitness, and he used to always invite me up to his to his training studio, and I'd say, yeah, 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 yeah. And one night I was thinking about all this and I was in Walmart. Sure enough, I bump into Sean out of the blue. He's in there buying. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I will take the leap and go see you at your training facility. So we went up there, had a long discussion about my goals and things like this. And sure enough, I end up, you know, using Sean as a trainer. And so did Kit. And we had some great successes. And then then we had some tragedies in our life and then COVID hit. And that's another thing, but we'll get into that later. So. This is Sean Carden. Sean, what's your website so people can? What's up, guys? So right now it's bodyforlifesd.com. Um, or even more, more so, I do a lot of uh, Facebook, Instagram, social media posts. So um, if you're looking to kind of keep track on what I'm doing, what's going on in the gym um, and success stories and how to actually improve yourself, um, go ahead and follow me on the social media. So it's at Sean Carden Strength. And nice. Go ahead and follow me there, and I will always follow you guys back. So, uh, uh, next, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate being here, man. I, I appreciate oh, no uh, appreciate the shout out and the love, man. That's uh, it, as a trainer, it really that's honestly that's really one of the main reasons I do it is because I love seeing people change, man. From not just me, like I have my own, you know, kind of change story. I used to be called Fat Sean in high school. That's another story, but you know <laughs> that kind of. That kind of gave me the motivation and uh, one of, you know, Goggins is a big, I'm a big fan of his. I was going to say he's a fan of mine, but he doesn't know me maybe one day. Um, and I remember, you know, he always said, and it kind of rings a bell, maybe those bullies are kind of right. They yeah. might say it in a really dick way, but, you know, maybe there's some credence behind that. And there was, you know, even to this day, I, I'm like, you know, there could always be a better you. And I think that's almost what I strive for, too, um, just to try and make myself the best version of what I can be. And I, and I hope that kind of trickles down to people as well. Yeah. There's always a beast inside every man and woman. That is one thing. I know, I know. this is going to be a high energy 45 minutes. Man, but oh, I'm bro, excited you, about. you yeah. know me, bro. I'm lit like a fuse. So you know what's funny? I, you know, we used to have these conversations about motivation and it, all kinds of stuff while we were working out. And um, there's a bunch of stuff I want to hit you up on, but it's funny because David Goggins, when I told you about him, you're like, ah, oh, not another bullshit motivation speaker or whatever. You are absolutely right. 100%. And you came back to me in like a week and you're like, oh my God, this guy. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a book called uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, who was a Navy SEAL. And it's changed my life, bro. Changed my insane life. story this guy had. His, his the way he grew up was just terrible. And um, you got to follow him. It's David Goggins, G-O-G-G-I-N-S on Facebook and stuff and see some of his videos because he's really, 
And I actually follow him on Facebook too. And he has all these guys that do all these challenges and girls, you know, that do all these challenges, but let's start off by, um, you know, I always kid around about being a salesperson is like being a psychologist. A lot of times, you know, you really have to figure people out quickly and, you know, kind of know what direction you're going to take them down that sales path. Right. hundred percent. I've got to imagine when you're training people, it's very psychological. Like people are bleeding out to you. You, you, you like get very personal with, Oh, I, I know told you a lot of stuff that I would have never told you secrets. Yeah. I, know. I, I am. This, I am the secret lock holder <laughs> of everyone's skeletons. I know them all. Absolutely. <laughs> but bro, but because people aren't there just to work out. They're there. Not all, not all of them, but a lot of them are there to have that connection with somebody that they're not getting somewhere else. Right. hundred percent. But you know, what's funny too, is I have that same connection with you because or not, not you specifically, but the people that get close to me, especially in training, you yeah. guys know all my skeletons too. You guys know the pain that I've been through and the suffering and how I got around it and through it. Yeah. Um, and that really kind of, because there's that, I don't want to say mutual, like suffering is a weird thing to bind people together, but it does so create the strongest connections, you know? And it's funny too, because I had a, I don't want to go too far into it, but uh, what, six years ago, I lost someone very dear to me. And that was when I kind of hit rock bottom or, yeah. and you know, that was, that was pretty much the end. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do from here? It was my life completely just changed whole nother story going to that later, but the gym was really my saving grace. It was almost kind of taking one pain and using that energy and putting it into something positive because everyone can dwell on negative shit all day. And I'll tell you a, a something, it, it's going to keep coming. Shit's going to keep coming and it's going to hit you harder. You, you might think you had a heart. I might think I had seen the worst day of my life until something worse comes along and then you go further down and you use those those molding things that happened to you when you were younger to kind of guide you around. All right, this shit did happen. But one thing I learned is time waits for no man. Yeah. So you can dwell and cry and sit and mope all day. And you know what, when that happened, I'm not gonna lie. I was down in the dirt, man. I was crying. I was my head in the couch. I couldn't even go back to my own apartment because I was haunted. So I go to my dad's house and uh, he's a tough motherfucker i'll give him that but you know thinking back on it he's right he said son you have a week to stay here and you know why because i don't want you to sit around and mope all day and yeah. time will go on you could sit here for a year and nothing will change or you could sit here for a few days collect your thoughts mourn adjust and move on because i tell you what she died i, just, I, I know she would not want me put my head in the dirt and, yeah. and, and, and become just weak. You know, she would want me to be the strongest possible person. And you know, that, that to me, I think is, is a huge driver too, but it can be for everyone else because everyone has loss, you know, sure. everyone has loss. It's not me. It's not you. It's not. And, and you know what, to be honest, even thinking of my story, people have lost more. I oh, yeah. have friends who have lost so much. And, you know, they're, and some of them are the most positive people I've seen guys on even, even social media. There's a guy I follow uh, Santos is his name. Dude has a nub, no legs, no arm. 
and he is the happiest, most positive man I ever see. And I'm just trying to trying to think of the cogs behind why he's so happy. And you know what? I found out you make your own fucking happiness. 100%. You have the power to make yourself happy. And if you can't, it's, it's game over from there. And that's kind of what I found in the gym, man. That, that was my happy place. And it still is oh. to this day. Shit, I'm podcasting from the gym right now. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's funny because I just posted something today. It says you can win. You can't win in life if you're losing in your mind, right? You got to no, change your thoughts to right. change your life. So, you know, I always, not always, but I look at my life. I didn't have a perfect life. Nobody, nobody does, right? Nobody. But man, you can always find somebody. My mom used to say, don't ever wish to walk in someone else's shoes because you have no idea what they no, are. True. But back to your 100%. training. So I've seen you train, you know, from bodybuilders to powerlifters to 80-year-old men that couldn't walk barely. I remember I used to come to your gym and there was a guy you trained right before me that you his goal was to step off of a curb without going down. Howard, yes, he yeah. has uh he has multiple sclerosis. Yes, yeah. he's a machine. Love that guy. But I can tell you the people that I've sent you that you're still training now. We won't I am, man, and I really love you for that. Tom, yeah. Tom comes in all the time, about twice yep. a week, and uh, uh, Jeff's back in action now, too. Yeah, well, he was you, just Ed. getting on me about a thing the other day. You got to get back to Sean. I said, well, I'm going to talk to Sean off-site. But, um, but anyway, yeah, you're – I mean, dude, I can remember laying on the floor one time, and you had me had – my, I had my hands up, and I – You took. A you know, it's funny. I have the same – it's in my head. I know you're right here. Oh right there. No, I looked like they were going to roll me right back into the ocean. Right? <laughs> and I was going to quit that day. I was going to say, you know what? Fuck this. I got pants that fit, right? I can keep mine bigger pants. <laughs> But I didn't quit. I don't know if you would have let me quit anyway. But, you know, I lost that year. We lost, I lost 60 pounds that year. I was fucking leaned out. I was doing everything. And then, and then I let my mind get in the way of getting further. And, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk about that offline. But back to that psychology point, do you have a lot of people that you think just come to training just for that relationship and not the uh, physical part? You know, <laughs> yes and no. Um, a lot of so I uh, like like you're saying I train a wide variety of uh, athletes to older people to people with diseases. I, I've from the last uh, this will be year sixteen now as a professional trainer, so I've literally seen it all from my early days at LA Fitness as a head trainer there to my own gym to you know starting my own programs and things like that. But you're absolutely right. So my younger kids, wrestlers, I I literally just try and instill pain <laughs> threshold quality knowledge and technique um uh and at that age they, they don't really have a lot of uh, connection you know what i mean like they haven't gone through life so right. they don't really you know what i mean so some of the high school you know bullshit that they go through i think it's hilarious I, we have a fun time clowning on uh, with them and, and i think it's great but as i train the older people absolutely like i have some uh um, I'm thinking of a lady in my head right now, Chris, double hip replacements, double knee replacements. She trucks a couple miles before she even comes to work out. And those are the kind of people who I, I, uh, they have a pain background. So I'm always like, I'm Chris, like, doesn't your body hurt? Like you have these, you're half metal. Like what? And she goes, right. pushes her hand down and she goes, Sean, everything always hurts. Very I'm cool. like, Chris, you are a beast. Keep in mind, this woman is upper, upper 80s. So she's a certified machine. I mean, and you know, it's funny. She, uh, she goes, hey, Sean, I'm going to the old people today 
to go. She does. It's called pause, uh, pause on a leash or something like that. So she goes to the retirement homes and takes the dogs there to comfort the elderly. Right. And it always it solidifies in my mind how she always like, I'm going to visit the old people. Now, keep in mind, she's she is older than some of the people <laughs> she's seen. Right. So if that doesn't say that in her mind, she knows she is a young woman and she just rolls with that. And she moves and she grooves and she just doesn't let these blocks in her head from everyone. You're old. You, you got broken this. You got broken this. Fuck you. I'm a right. beast. And she knows <laughs> that. And there's no one who can tell her differently. No doctor. I was like, she goes, oh, yeah, I go in for a cortisone shot on my back. I'm like, Chris, does that hurt? She goes, oh, yeah, it's about this big. But I feel way better after. Oh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, you, you are a certified beast i've had those cortisone shots before so um so there's four really like four pillars to my podcast when i started out it was getting over limits telling your story in life uh self-esteem how we have the worst self-esteem i've ever had in the history of the world after covid especially and excuses and i always say that i'm i can make excuses for anything and i am like a champion excuse maker right like my toe hurts or something then you tell me stories like that. Now I'm like, shit, this woman's got two. Well, dude, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's easy. I don't say it's easy, but I live through, through these, I, I hear about these stories all the time, like with my clients or uh, people I'm working with online, things like that. I'm like, and then shit like that comes to me. I'm like, so literally right now, my ankle is rolled. I rolled my ankle racing one of my wrestlers up this hill two days ago. And there's like, and I hate when people are trying, oh, you, you rolled your ankle. You fucking don't treat me like a cripple. I will be faster than you still. <laughs> like, it, you just have to take that, that thought and squash it right away. Yeah. All that negative bullshit. Like, and, and then uh, going back to David Goggins, him taping the, it will always go through my head, taping the shins up to finish yeah. his uh, final phase of SEAL training. I'm like, man, this dude's tape, taping up broken shins so he can run. And I'm over here with a with a rolled ankle. Right. Give me a break. Yeah. So, and you just kind of humble yourself up all the time, and you're like, "Bitch, you think you have it hard? You ain't you ain't seen hard yet. Get the fuck up." So that and that's kind of and don't get me wrong, that negative self talk happens to every soul in the world. And you so know why have... I love Doggins the most is he opens up about it. Yeah. Like, and I, and I, and I do that too, man. I literally second guess. Here's the, the last time I second guess myself. And, and I, and I do it all the time. I was uh, scuba diving last week. Dive buddy bailed out. Am I going to just go home? Hell no. So I went in the Canyon and literally it was murky as shit. Skies were dark. Ocean was dark. I get to the edge of the Canyon and it's just black. And I'm like, Oh, let's, uh, I probably shouldn't go down there. Let's turn around. We're going to, we're going to kick back. And, and I stopped myself about five feet. And, I, and I'm like, and I got in my head. I'm like, dude, are you really going to go back to the truck and, and dwell on the fact that you were too much of a bitch to go over that edge? And it's just a metaphor of life. You know, I didn't have to go deep. I didn't have to go far, but it was a pain blocker because it was dark. I didn't want to go the fuck down there. Right. And you know, and that's a, that doesn't happen all that happens in life. It's dark. So you don't want to go down there. And that's a, you can apply that to a dang near. It's crazy how much people are afraid of the dark and the cold. And you know what? If you put yourself, there's a guy named Ross Edgley. He talks about, he calls it getting wintered. If you put yourself in those getting wintered situations, you level up, yeah. level up time. I got back for the car. 
I was like, man, like I feel electric. Like my senses dialed, everything dialed. I, I was a, I was literally, I could tell, I could move around the tank in my body without seeing. So I, I leveled myself up, but it only goes through getting in your own head. Right. Like there's so the no way around. The storytelling piece that I'm talking about is there's a big, so some genius made up this storytelling marketing, right? We've been telling stories our whole life, right? That's how you find out who people are, right? Right. But the danger of telling a story is telling that story that, that holds you back, right? So I, I did a thing, I did a, a podcast on storytelling and I told the same, I told a story about the same time frame in my life. One was negative, one was positive. Right, because you can always pick out negative things in your life. Always. Versus, you can always pick out like I taught. I said I went to. I had to be. I was at a funeral yesterday, and this guy comes up and says, "Ed, it's great to see. You. I haven't seen you in a while." I said, "How you doing?" He says, "You know, I got up today. Right, I'm on the right side of the earth." Instead of saying, "Oh, well, you know, my leg hurts," with, and I love that positive. You know, you have to keep doing that to yourself, and that's hundred percent. That, that's that getting that mind straight. So. We had a, a podcast a little bit ago. We were talking about leadership and um, people that are great. And I always put this question out, especially to younger people. Do you think you're born great or no. do you think it's learned? I think, I think greatness, people who are great, it has nothing to do with that person. Those okay. who are great make others great. That's how I know that's a great person. I don't give yeah. a fuck about that person's own accolades. I give a fuck who he helped to make this world a better place to make that person's life better. And that's one thing's why, you know, um, all these shit, I'm going to go back to just professional sports. You're just all prima donnas, man. It's just all right. about them and all about this. Like who cares about you, man? Who cares about me? Who cares about you? Right. Who can you and I help? You know, especially me working with the young kids. That's why I love that, man, because I can imprint on them from a young age how to what integrity, hard work, work ethic is and how that applies to not just here, but everything in life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yep. work ethic is always one thing. That was one thing I thank my God that uh, my dad taught me when I was young. Hated him for it. I was yelling to fucking do it. There's no there is no half ass you either do or you don't. And that was one thing that he instilled at a young age that get the fuck after it now. And, and one thing, I'll do it later. That was one thing that did never flew now. And, well, I tell this joke a when I was, uh, I was working nights at the grocery store and I was coming home like nine o'clock and my buddy says, hey, you want to go to the beach? I'm like, yeah. So I get home and my dad says, hey, mow the lawn. Right. And I said, OK, good, good lawn where I mowed the lawn. And my buddy, I called my buddy and said, hey, I can't uh, go for like an hour. I got to mow the lawn. He goes, so tell your dad you'll do it later. I said, you oh, fucking no. come tell my dad you'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> tell my dad. No, I'll do it later, dad. Our dad probably would have got along great. Yeah. Dude, hell no. That, <laughs> and that I told him, my, my dad was good. like rocked up and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you come tell my dad. And he's like, I'll Dude. tell your dad. I said, no Dude, shit. I'll I, see I, you in an hour. Man, I feared my dad from shit forever until. How uh, it should be. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It, you know, it was respected fear. It was, a, sure. it was. It was, it was, it wasn't a, you know, fear that he was going to hit me or anything like that. It wasn't like that. He was a good dad. It was just it was, fear that it's, it's uh, reverence his word was yeah. law. That was sure. it. His, when he spoke, that was law, you know? Well, he did everything, still does everything. Because I know he's not gone. He does everything out of love. 
believe me, because I do it to my kids too. I have to tell 100%. them sometimes about shit, and you'll do it for your child too. You, you got Oh no, and, and uh, truth be told, man, I yeah. I reiterate on my younger stages in life, I've fucked up a bunch as everyone has, and I, and I and now I thank him for the grilling and the sure. you know the, the shit because if he didn't, man. You, you, at that age, you're too stupid and young to learn yourself. So you need someone, especially, especially as a rebellious youth like myself. I mean, shit, I was getting all kinds of trouble for a grown male figure, a lot bigger than myself to tell me I was fucking up, you yeah. know? I know, dude, your dad's huge. When I met him up at that, that thing up in Huntington Beach, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, he's, he's he's pretty large, but you know what's funny is uh, or not funny, but it's, so Uncle Rob, my dad's brother, makes uh-huh. my dad and me. That's like him and my dad. He's like six eleven, but four. Oh my god, it's always that massive human. Yeah. So tell me, so um, uh, man, there's so many directions we could go with this, and it's funny because during this podcast, I feel like I haven't had. I mean, I, I think they're good. I think they're getting better. The content's getting better. But I, I don't have as much energy as I normally have if I was sitting there talking to you. Well, and here, let's quite... go into this, Ed. How about, I, got a, I got a great topic. Like, what, let's, let's see if we can help people who are stuck in this COVID bubble. Yes, you know? 100%. Let, 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 like, if, if one thing I think that goes through people's head is, well, let's be real. Is this virus a, a real thing? Am I going to be in trouble with it? Is it, right. is it safe to go back to the gym and work out? 100%, man. Um, uh, again, going back to, I think, time waits for no man. You don't have to. Let's just say you have doubts about the gym ever being vaccinated. Don't go. Get outside. Yeah. Outside is through <clears throat> history proven that that's even a natural germicidal that will help everything. So I think sitting at home and justifying why you're sitting at home during the quarantine is a bunch of horseshit because yeah. of some kind of big pandemic. So the world's falling out around me. I'll tell you what, it always will. But sitting and dwelling on that fact, I have a lot of clients who literally uh, talk to a gentleman, won't say his name, but he goes, I'm going to wait for the whole gym to be vaccinated. And I go, I won't say his name, but... I'm like, okay, but how, for me as a person, that is physically impossible for me to regulate that one, right. just like it is to regulate the population on that. So if you don't, of course, we will wear a mask, things like that, whoever comes in and yada, yada. But I don't think at all claiming the fact that I could be sick and die of a hypothetical future is a good reason for people to sit at home and rot, right? literally. Yeah, I mean, we've got out and done things. We, of course, couldn't go to the gym because they weren't open, right? So yeah, no, I, outside, bro, outside. Is and I had a problem. Thing. Yeah, then I had a problem getting um, equipment, you know, for the house. I finally, and I just got a preacher bench last night. Just put it together last night. Nice. And I, I have weights and everything, but you know, it, it's not. And I'm not going to make any excuses. We've been fucking lazy. We've just been lazy about getting back to it. And I told Kit, look, I just can't fucking take it anymore. I got to get that. I want to get that feeling back that I had in September of 2019, right? 100%. I want to get that. I mean, we, we accomplished a lot together and I wasn't there. I, I didn't come there to be your friend, but we ended up becoming good friends because of whatever was going on. But man, I always exercise is probably the best metaphor for life period, right? Period. You can, if you don't, if you don't do it, 
you're gonna get no benefit from it. And it doesn't happen overnight. And it's very right. you gotta be consistent. You gotta and it's eat hard. Right. You gotta do all it's this. Hard. It is hard. Yeah. It's hard. But once you get into it, once you get that momentum going. So this whole podcast was built around helping people. That's all I, I said to myself, you know, I have a lot of knowledge over 50, almost 59 years of life, a lot of wisdom that I learned in relationships and anything you can think of. And I wanted to get back to the youth, but what's fine, what I'm finding out is a lot of people that listen to my podcast are my age. They're, they're, getting, they're getting information from me that they, is beneficial to them, which tells me everybody's fucked up a little bit, right? We all, 100%, man. Yeah, we There's all no, got no to kind of bleed onto somebody, kind of lean on somebody sometimes. It's okay to do that, right? 100%. So, um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot However, of However, can I, can I throw in a – Throw, throw in, in whatever in, you uh, want, man. That's what we're here can for. Can I throw in something there? Sure. Yes, you're right for the beginning. But as I've come to realize through all the shit and ups and downs – there is truly nobody that can save you but your damn self. 100%. And once you believe in self-reliance, that you are fully sustainable, fully functioning mind, you're happy, you have your routine down, your, your physique is right where you want it to be, that almost compounds happiness. Because it's almost like, if you do look good, you feel good. If you sleep right, you feel good. If people start to notice you and treat you differently, yeah. you feel better. If you eat the correct foods, you have more energy. If you start exercising, you have more energy. So all these things just compound. We can call it whatever you want, but it will make you happier. Like you feel better. Yeah. I don't know who's not happier when they don't feel better, period. You know so what's I mean? funny about that is one of the people we mentioned earlier, and I won't say their name again, but they had come back to you and they're coming two days a week. What, what really changed our life is we were seeing you twice a week, but we are working out seven days, right? You really yes. got to take that was, home yeah. with you. Yeah. Because yeah. the two days a week's not enough, right? No. It's, but it is if, if you use it for instruction and then you take it home. And I mean, I know that one challenge we had in September, I was, I went from doing about, I don't know, maybe 90 minutes of cardio a week to doing seven hours a week of cardio because Dude. And I, yeah. And I peppered it into where I was supposed to from your instruction. And that was what, that was one of my biggest successes. And I, I that's really dying to get back to that. Okay. Well, well, you know what, Ed, I, I, uh, I, I appreciate you telling me that, you know, what we can do. I would, um, I would totally be up to organize another three free 30 day challenge thing. Yeah, we um, should do that. We could set that up for sure. Um, Cause you know, what's funny is Tom um, was telling me about that too. He's like the first time he's like, I ever, you know, heard about you is during that free 30 day challenge. And he's like, man, I dropped so much weight from that. And I was like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. The ripple effects that things have. I wouldn't yeah. even fathom, you know, that that would even hit someone that I didn't have any clue who they were at that point in time, you know? And, and, uh, and I need to realize that more myself on how much good things can do if you put good things out there. You so know, we had talked about doing something when we were working out together. We talked about taking this show on the road, basically saying, look, I'll talk about the business aspect of how working out affects the business. And then you talk about how, you know, our, 
I'll talk about how the business is affected positively by the working out. And you talk about the opposite, right? We should do like this podcast. We should do a couple live versions of this. I'm down. Um, yeah. I've actually already looked into Poway library. Uh-huh. Um, it's about 60 bucks and you rent it for, I believe an hour and a half. So I would totally be down to do that. A joint venture. Well, and I know a way to get it for free. So we'll talk oh, about that. Perfect. Yeah, even better. Perfect. Right. And we can give out some swag and we can do some things like that. But I think that people are the, the, fact that you're not just a muscle what do they call those guys at the gym just a a muscle head. Head. yeah <laughs> the fact that you work with all these different levels of people from you know 15 year old to an 85 or 90 year old is important for you because it doesn't just you just don't have to be a gym rat you can just be a person no, that no. wants to feel better about you know themselves and their body and things like that um going on that note you know what i think the biggest uh advantage to my personality is my empathetic feeling because of the fact that I've been in the fucking dirt too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's a, and, and I will always, it's funny too, when I go out and I meet people, I have the deepest connections with the people who have been in the dirt the longest and have got out Yeah, and I can just click with those people. And I almost, don't take this in the wrong way. It's almost like if you haven't, I don't, I don't even, I don't think you've lived life. I don't think you've got gritty enough. I don't think you've experienced life. So I really have nothing. Like it's, it doesn't get deep enough. You know what I mean? Like but I think everybody's, I think everybody's emotion. something. I mean, nobody gets, it's one of the things I talk to kids about. You're not going to get, you're going to have problems in your life. I don't care how perfect you think your life is something's going to happen. You're going to lose a parent. You're going to lose a friend. You're going to, you know, you're going to get in a car accident. Your kids are going to get hurt. Something's going to happen where you've got to be resilient enough. Like as a parent, you're going to find out your baby's still small. You don't have fucking time to dwell on anything. Right. I mean, I have eight kids. We were like this all the time. You know, you've got to be, I can't stop the whole world because one kid's being a dumbass. Right. Right. I got to keep the, I got to keep the wheels greased, keep everything going on a regular basis. And I couldn't not go to work because something happened with my kids. I got to fucking make money. Right. That's funny. My son is off for a while right now because he just had a baby or his wife had a baby and he got like, <clears throat> I don't know. He's got all this time off. Let me tell you something. When I, when I had kids, when I was younger, you got a day off. Or I remember when I had, when Jacqueline was born, I went to a meeting at seven in the morning. She was born at 5 a.m. I went to a meeting at seven because, you know, she was in the hospital, nothing she could do, you know, my ex-wife. And yeah, it's, you just got to, you got to keep those wheels greased, man. I I have a bit of a uh, relation to that. So I had a baby three months ago and I have not slept since. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, bro. There are one day off there's no fucking days off no days bro. Off. there's no days off man you I, I i get in an hour nap when i can um you, you know it, i think the funniest a, thing and i i, I love crazy. this i'm not making fun of you but you never know how it is to have a kid until you have one right you hear 100%. stories you do all that and the last 100%. time we were supposed to do this podcast you're like oh man this kid won't shut the hell up or i don't know you said that but <laughs> i'm like oh my god welcome to life brother just welcome Dude, to life. No, it's a you know it's a blessing for sure, but it's a stressful one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it, it 
it always, it always changes your heart when you see that smile. You, know? you ever get down in the dumps again, you just pick up that little baby and you see how it changes your life. And I've told you this before, how motivating kids are. And of course, I'm like, the, I'm like the father of our country, so I have so many, but um, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> and I have my, uh, my 14th grandchild coming in. But it's maybe. not, it, it's like you've grown out of a family. Now you're like a clan. Yes. I'm like a, I'm like a small company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number 14 grandchild coming in another, uh, not another week. Wow. That's so, amazing, bro. Congra yeah, congratulations. Thank you. It's all wonderful. But, um, Anyway, back to kind of what we're here for. So, you know, dude, you're just getting me all you're just getting me all pumped up again. I need to spend more time with you on a regular basis. And fuck yeah, bro. Just even stop by and cruise by. You don't even gotta fucking set it up. But dude, I literally I'm here from now 4 30 in the morning till about eleven. So anytime that morning, just come on by, bro. So let me uh, let's go to your new program you just came out with. You're just rolling out and tell us. Give us some information about so, that. So, okay, yeah. So here's here's kind of the background and why. So I've been doing training. It's going on 16 years now. And um, I've, I've written programs for people since the beginning of time. So what I haven't come up with is something that I call fluid programming. Something that can be, it's long enough, but short enough to be recycled and redone because everything switches in phases. There's three phases of three different rep rotations that specify each different muscle fiber in your muscle okay. tissue. So real quick, I'll just go kind of uh, baseline, quick science knowledge. I have a muscle spindle in my, I just took out a chunk of my bicep. If you can visualize this. In my bicep, I have three different muscle strands. Each one dictates how my muscle functions and works. So each one, is worked by switching rep ranges, rep weight, and set number. So in this workout, it's a three-month cycle. So it's, it's four, four, and four. So what it switches through is rep ranges from one to five, from 10 to 12, from 14 to 18, and then 25 and up. So what that does is hit every little muscle fiber you have. I'm just going to go take an analogy here. You got big Olympic uh, powerlifters, big Russian guy. They literally look like huge fat dudes, but they are literally one of the strongest people on the planet because they only train through that rep range one through five because they don't need anything else. It's a one rep max wins. Why would you train that? So they literally look like that because of how they train. Take on the other spec. We'll take Hussein Bolt, fastest man in the world. Doesn't train those one through five doesn't train those 10 through 12s why he doesn't need it he's literally a fast twitch sprinter that trains 25 and up to be the lightest fastest he can possibly be now knowing that when i'm creating this program each one each week cycles through a different rep range therefore developing each little muscle fiber you have okay. so it's very methodical on how it's written out um, each piece, like, so picture this, this is me in my room right now. So I, I just moved to a new apartment, which is great because it's empty. I have literally nothing in it except a bed. So I've spread all the books that I own, all the training manuals, all the textbooks, all my own programs. Literally I'm in the middle of this giant circle of shit. It's all books. And I just hit it like a mad scientist. I have my PDF platform. I have my notebook and I'm just coming through all my, my own personal 
training platforms. I'm pulling from Arnold Encyclopedia, NASM, NCSF, ACE, uh, multiple technique textbooks, Y3T, Neil Yoda Hills platform. And I'm putting this whole thing together because I don't think there's anything written like this. Programs have been written, here's your month, here's the workouts. It doesn't change. So that's, there's a dead end somewhere. So what I want, I, what I wanted to create is a new style of program called fluid programming that can be recycled and reused because it switches through those three cycle of rep ranges through those three different phases. So it's really, you're able to reuse it and use it again and use it again rather than this, oh, here's the set program for one month. Here you go, son. Well, I'm done in a month. What the fuck? So right. what I wanted to create is a fluid programming is what I call it because I, I haven't come up with another word. So it's able to be recycled and reused over and over again because there's nine weeks and there's each week has a different rep range, rep scheme, rep everything, and it shifts and it shifts and it shifts. So each time you're doing something new and the, and the muscle confusion, people have no idea what that means. People think that muscle confusion means you need to come up with a, Oh, we're going to go bench squat dead and uh, a bunch of different fucking. No, that is not uh, scrambling. Your brain is not muscle confusion. Muscle confusion is cycling through rep ranges methodically for a damn reason. And that's how they're written out. So um, this program, I think uh, for me, it's a masterpiece. It's a game changer. It's I've been, it, it, I've been working on it for about a year and a half now. Why it's taken so damn long is because I was lazy before, you know what I mean? I started this a long time ago. I have the, yeah. I have everything, the notes written down. I have three different whiteboards, so it's all just covered. And it's, and I think back and I'm like, dude, Sean, what the hell, man? So I do, I'd, I'd start writing, I'd get maybe an hour in. I'm like, oh, I'm good. And then I wouldn't go back the next day to write. I would, I would just, I would, you know, keep going about my life and it'd become a month or two weeks in between. So now, and it's funny you say that a child is a driving factor. It for sure is because now, I go after it every damn day because I know there's another little life that relies on how successful I am mm -hmm. or not. Right. Am. You know? Well, and I think this, I think that as I was, as I'm doing these podcasts too, I will talk about all these things you should do in life to be successful and understand that I'm not doing them either. I'm, I'm struggling as much as anybody because I think the key to life is to being genuine, right? 100%. I have friends that do this, that write sales books and all this shit. And let me tell you, there's a hundred thousand million ways to sell, right? Yeah. It depends on who you are. But I can tell you this, you should always be genuine and honest. It's because people fall in love with you if you're yourself, right? And then they'll 100%. buy from you a lot of times. And maybe they don't buy every time, but that's okay. I mean, I'm not, I don't need to, I remember saying to a guy one time, I want all the business. He says, no, you don't. <laughs> You don't want all the business because you can't handle all the business. Yeah, no. I get my piece out from being, um, and what irritates me about these salespeople is they're saying, well, you're doing it wrong. There's no fucking wrong way. I mean, if you're right. a jerk and you're not selling anything, well, that's probably wrong, I guess. But that'll come out in the numbers. You know, the numbers will always play out. But my point to that is how genuine you are about saying, hey, I was lazy and I didn't do it. And now, now I have something to focus on, that little child. And let me tell you, this won't end for the rest of your life. I had somebody say the other day on Facebook that I'm not going to be one of those parents who stops parenting at 18. And I'm like, no shit, you're not going to parent, stop parenting. No, there's no, you're never. It, it doesn't, 
there's no line you draw. I'm still, no. I still worry about my 36 year old daughter when she drives to Florida for for a weekend, you know? Right. And right, she, right. and even better, she calls me about advice now and I can say, well, you know, I would do it this way. This happened to me once. And that's the beauty of being a parent too, is when you get older and you can kind of talk to your kids as peers and kind of say, yeah, I was down that road. So Sean, I tell you, um, it's a shame you don't have any energy. It's a shame that you're so low energy. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, bro. Shit. I, I, uh, it's funny you say that, man. It's I, ever, I think, I think since the beginning, like of time, my, uh, my dad would always flip on the light whenever yeah. I was, uh, going to school. And it's almost that, that, uh, same thing. It's like when the light's on, boom, yeah, dude, I'm full RPMs, bro. There is no, <laughs> there is no fucking, Oh, that, I got to do this. I got to dig around. No, I'm grabbing that whatever energy drink, power bar. It don't matter. Whatever it is. I'm out the door, bro. I'm out the door running. You know why? Are you gonna... Go ahead. Because I get to come here, man. <laughs> it's another thing to be excited about your job. Yeah. You know? Like, it's something cool when I get to walk through that door and I see another motherfucker's smiling face just as happy to see me. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, what's up, bros? And that, that in itself goes a long way. Just see smiling faces and people who are excited to see you. That's huge, man. That's well, huge. it's, you know, it's not work if you're loving it. Right. And that's when we made some big decisions that we'll, we can talk about at another time, but our whole life has changed in the last six months and it's going to continue to change because we're just decided we're going to do the things the way we want to do them. And we're going to do what we love. Nice. And, um, I'm doing, I'm connecting with a lot of other people that I haven't connected with in years and, new people, old people, whatever. And it's all positive. And you're one of those people I want to reconnect with because. Hey, thank you, brother. I, I, I do as well, man. Yeah, we have some. I think there's great potential. I do. I think we have a chemistry that's, it's, it's kind of humorous at some point, but um, it keeps me young. And, you know, I'm going to be 59 next week. I, and I feel like I'm 29. You know what I mean? Dude, then that, hey, that is the yeah. mindset. We got to keep it, keep yeah. it. But you know what helps that is a young body too. When your body oh, yeah. starts no to shit. break down, that's one thing I've noticed myself. I'm like, wow, shit started doing a little squeaky lately. So you know what I've been doing? Doing more stretching, mobility exercise. And I can definitely, I'll, I'll give you some of those as well. But those help a lot. People oh. underestimate stretching, not hard yoga, just basic stretching. I'll and never if you're listening to this you. podcast, yeah. your ass is tight. I promise. Go stretch. I um, never forget that. the time you said to Kit, you're the second most inflexible person i've ever met she says who's the first she says, your husband <laughs> only behind you ed only behind you no shit so anyway <clears throat> this podcast probably would have lasted an hour and a half but you talk so fast and then you get me all juiced up that we're coming to a close but listen i'm going to put your information text me any information you want when i put this out there share this with your friends i'm going to oh absolutely this is going to be a, a high watched episode i can tell already because as soon as i hear about three minutes of you talking they're gonna get excited and latch on here and um we'll catch up soon in life i'll come by and see you and we can maybe we'll go to lunch or something but yeah bro, i really well, appreciate anything, you taking this time if, if anything what i'd like to help you with is get your own scheduling on track so here's another thing yeah. I'll, I'll go into a quick uh prior experience myself and what i'm doing now Prior, before, when I first started working out, shoot, don't get me wrong, I was, shoot, 10, 11, 12 was my original starting years. Me, my brother, and my dad would always go to 24-hour fitness right off Nearmar. 
we got to the point where we got free training. I was a stupid, arrogant MFer where I told my mom and dad that I already knew how to work out and I didn't need that <laughs> trainer's help. And a couple weeks go by and I see my brother start to outlift me. And I'm just like, what the hell? What's going on? And you know, the driving fact, don't get me wrong, he learned a lot. But even more important was he stuck to a program yeah. and he knew things and programming is really cheap. So especially for everyone listening, get on some kind of program. Doesn't matter if it's from me, go on to bodybuilding.com. They're, everyone is free. And those you'll find the most basic to some advanced. Um, just download one, but stick to a program is what I'm getting at. Programming is critical because yeah. like me, you could be an arrogant little bastard and be like, oh, I already know how to lift. I already, I already know it's chest day. I already know it's back day. Trust me, you're skipping 90% of the shit you're supposed to be doing. Oh, Myself, yeah. I skip shit, and I've been doing this for 16 years. That's so, me and Kit. We definitely need to get back on a regimen, right? Schedule, so schedule, and that's how you time, stick right? to it because that's why the 30-day thing works so well because you knew tomorrow what you had to do and when yeah. you had to do it. 100%. Well, what, the, the – the, and the reason that worked so well is I committed, right? I was full on. Yes, I'm like, yes. And I'll tell right, you, yeah. we, there's no you success were, without commitment. Yeah. In that 30 days, you said, look, you guys take Sunday off. We never took Sunday off. We worked out for 31 days, 30 days straight. Never took a day off. People said, oh, you're going to overtrain. I'm like, bullshit. I can do, I can get on the treadmill for an hour. <laughs> right Now, can I, just, can I just time out bicep. right now? Can I time yeah. out? Dude, if didn't that prove something to you? Like, dude, that is a huge fucking, I call it a cookie. We'll go back to the David Goggins analogy. That is a cookie in the jar, bro. That right. solidified to me and to you that you absolutely can grind and work 30 fucking days. Literally, yeah. you proved it to yourself already. So what the fuck is stopping you from doing it again? I know. You can do You're it. Right. You know the platform. You know how to do it. Yeah. You have the time now. Let's get the fuck after it. I'll put on a free 30-day thing. Let's get everyone on it. That would be epic. Let's do it. Get, get everyone. So the worst thing I like, oh, oh, I, I can't afford it. Okay, well, now it's free. So now let's help people who are in this COVID fear bubble because you can do all these from your house. So we'll get to it. There is no excuses. We'll get it. Yeah. Out. We'll get a week or two time frame. We'll blast this out. Let's get it going. You know what we could do, and we can talk about this offline, but if we have some downtime at the gym where we can run people through some stuff, I got lighting, I got a bunch of other stuff we could bring in and set up a little, you know, a little quasi studio real quick, and it would make it do even it. a little bit better quality and it would be fun to do too. Let's do it, 100%. No, right, there's, a, um, there's, there's always time here. Like, uh, I'm here by myself right now. Um, shoot, yesterday I was pretty much by myself all day, so yeah, there's lots of time for sure. Right on. All right, so... Sean, I really appreciate you coming on. We're going to do this again. And I think we should come up with a couple episodes that we could. Absolutely. You know, and let's, uh, and I, I really like your idea of uh, going live because I, it's yeah, so yeah, much better when that. I can deliver things live. When you want, um, you know, one thing I really liked about, uh, well, Goggins for sure. I'll keep bringing him back is you can hear in that man's voice. Yeah. The, the shit and pain and the, the, the suffering he's gone through to get where he's at and you can see in his eyes he's not fucking lying that is a genuine man like yeah. he's dude he throws himself in the most winter of getting winter did you see his last post hands 
literally his four uh, calluses were ripped off. And he goes, I still have a thousand left on the pull-up bar. Nice. Dude. I know he he's a no excuse guy. I mean, if you if you have any excuses, you can't listen to him because he'll no no absolutely he'll make you feel like a baby girl crying with your hand between your pants for sure. That's right. All right, baby. So um, everybody out there, it's edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you need to get a hold of Sean, you can email me at that, and I'll also put his information when I post this podcast on uh, YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all that. So Sean, cool. I love you, man. Heck yeah, and I love you, brother. It was we great need to, to connect you and again from because you, man. yeah, we want to get we want to get back to where we were, and even we want to get better than that. And I better, a, better, better. I threw a goal out to Kit that she agreed to commit to that starts next week. But I want to talk to you about some things. Let's that, do it, uh, man. We want to do Let's so. Do it. I will text me your information. I'll get it on my post. Um, this is could be one of my best podcasts so far, just because of your energy level. Hey, you already know that's the it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes it just can't shut it off and you're just like all right man like it's like come on <laughs> <laughs> listen we'll be we'll be cooking dinner in a book room. take gore and start yeah. fucking laughing <laughs> you used to do that to us all take gore take gore i'm like it's fucking tight son <laughs> like tighter oh, here's sweet. a funny thing I'll, the last thing i gotta say this is for my audience it needs to grow kit tell me I don't run. I don't fucking run. Remember? And I come to the gym one day. Here she's doing sprints up that fucking street. Dude, I was going to say, I had you sprinting up that damn hill. I don't mind running. She hated it. So guess what she's going to start doing next week? Fucking running. Yeah. Yes. No, you're 100% attack what you hate. That is the best way to level up. All right, stay on for one second. Don't go yet. I'm just going to stop the recording. Okay, edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you need to get a hold of Sean, let me know. And keep listening, keep sharing my podcasts, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.